Now, Jews in Israel often have little contact with their Muslim neighbors, even though half of all Israeli Jews trace their roots to the Muslim world. Rafram Kadad is an exception. He was born in Tunisia and grew up in Jerusalem. In addition to being an artist and photographer, he's a founder of Israel's slow food movement. But more to the point, three years ago, he snuck into Libya to check on some Jewish sites. He wound up in prison. Now he's written a book about that time. But as Daniela Cheslo reports from Tel Aviv, it's not quite what you'd expect. Libya's Jewish community dates back to Roman times, but almost all of Libya's Jews fled persecution after World War II. Most of them settled in Israel, and they can't go back because Israel and Libya don't have diplomatic relations. But there is a group devoted to Libyan Jewish heritage that occasionally sends emissaries to check out the old Jewish sites. I'm a Tunisian born, so I have a Tunisian passport, so I can go inside Libya. Rafram Haddad was one of those emissaries. He went into Libya in 2010 on his Tunisian passport with the idea of documenting Jewish sites. For 10 days, I was taking photographs of everything that left. In his apartment in southern Tel Aviv, he talks about it as if it were an ordinary vacation. He tells me he took a long list of Jewish sites with him to Libya. He remembers stumbling upon one abandoned synagogue. Strange going into a different century completely. I mean, to know that nobody was here for the last 40, 50 years. It was overwhelming. It was beautiful. In between synagogues and cemeteries, Rafram wandered the streets. This was a year before the Libyan uprising, and huge pictures of Muammar Gaddafi hung from tall buildings. On what should have been Rafram's last day, secret police knocked on his door. They stuffed him in a car and dragged him to an interrogation compound, They accused him of plotting to kill Gaddafi and of being a spy for Israel, Italy, and Tunisia. Lots of psychological threats, which was very hard, like rape, like chopping hands to take my eyes out first thing tomorrow morning, things like that, which was terrible. After a month of interrogation, they dumped him in solitary confinement for five months. Rafram says he endured the boredom by asking the guards about Libyan food about the food they ate in their mother's house, what their favorite food, and how to cook it, and about the ingredients, about the fish. He says he kept his sanity by running laps around his cell and playing chess on a board he made from the cardboard tops of his food trays. I played chess a bit, and fantasizing a bit, and then eating breakfast, running again, and I remember I had only a few minutes a day that they were free. Eventually, Rafram was released, thanks to back-channel negotiations. The book he wrote about his experience is not just a tale of torture. It's also a breezy travelogue, complete with pictures of the kind of food he ate in prison. It's called Rafram's Guide to Libyan Prison. Like my guide to rough places, like time-out guide. The book came out this year and it's getting a lot of attention. Pub owner Adam Horowitz says he hosted Rafram as a guest cook one night in Tel Aviv. And he cooked the food he ate at the prison, this sorba that he ate there. Very good food. It tastes like a very rich soup, a lot of fat, (laughs) and very spicy food. So he opened my mind to spices, very unique spices, and I discovered that the Arab cuisine is full of taste and colors and beautiful things. Other Israelis were already familiar with the food of Libya. Bino Gabso owns Dr. Shakshuka, a popular eatery that serves Libyan cuisine in Tel Aviv. He's the son of Libyan Jewish refugees, and he says Rafram's trip was a revelation. 
I really enjoyed hearing that he spent his time in the places where I've heard of, the streets and the neighborhoods, all sorts of dishes and cooking equipment I only used to hear about, but that we don't have here. So it would be fantastic if I could go there and see it, but I wouldn't take a risk like Rafram did. Rafram says he knew his trip to Libya was risky. He hid his Israeli passport with family in Tunisia, cut all the Hebrew tags out of his clothing, and created a fake email account. He still got caught. Now you might think an Israeli who endured six months in a Libyan prison would steer clear of the Arab and Muslim world. But in fact, Rafram plans to move to Istanbul in August. I'm trying not to see the borders, just to live. And it's very hard in a place like Israel where borders are very crucial, like part of your uh, personality almost. He says maybe Israelis who read his book might get a fresh perspective. For The World, I'm Daniela Cheslow, Tel Aviv.